Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to episode 506 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. What's happening, fellas? Okay. Different lineup on the video call tonight because stepdad wasn't first in. So, Glennie's on top. Oh. So. Glennie is on top in life, metaphorically. How good. And tonight, he's on top of you. Winning at life, Glennie. So, yeah. Variety <laughs> <laughs> like, is the spice of life, as they be, say. To be honest, the... Uh... The Skype grid is uh, art imitating life because, Jay, that shirt you're wearing, I'll tell you what, I've got the world's that's hardest... His women in, that's, that's his women in league tie-dye shirt. I've, I've got the world's hardest button mushroom over here, I can tell you. No, this is, uh, I'm repping, repping my friend's brand, the uh, Double Double Store. So uh, they put out a line of shit a little while ago. So by repping, I mean only you two can see it. <laughs> it's, a fairly, it's a fairly elite viewing club. Yeah, haven't, uh, you haven't quite you haven't you haven't quite worked worked yourself up to the point of wearing any public. I, I don't think that. Oh, this is my gym shirt. Oh yeah, got a uh, nice pair of pink Air Max nineties that I wear with it because today, as everybody should know, is Air Max Day. So yes, get did you get the did you get the big bubbles? No, I didn't. I um I'm currently having every single dollar that the family makes going to the other big bubble, which is the, the fucking, housing bubble, <laughs> the, the fucking, the baby that's growing the baby bubble currently, <laughs> um, who is pending. So he's not far away. So what is, how many weeks is that now? Two. I lost track. Two to go. Two. Yes. Fuck me. If everything goes to plan. And is it looking like going full or? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, considering the, the, the you know, considering the, the, you know, stress early on in the piece, like, yeah, you've done well to get thirty eight. The little, the little, the little fucker's hard to kill. So, yeah, I don't think I've, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I've had one go to thirty eight. So, like, killer was out around like thirty two or something. Like he was fucking, yeah. he was quite early. Um, oh, that's good. All right. Um, now. What do we talk about? What do we talk about in these episodes? We talk about the games, don't we? This is we reviews. Talk about... Yeah, right. Reviews. Okay, cool. we'll, we'll, we'll save your... Uh, you got another, another couple of days. fucking years you've been doing this. I know, this. right? <laughs> oh, no. We've only, done, we've only done this format for two. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that's right. That's, yeah, that's right. Thank right. you. You know? <laughs> yeah, fuck that's up, Lenny. still not okay. <laughs> well, hang on. At two years old, you were probably still shitting yourself, so... I'm 42 years old. <laughs> um, no, you've got another right couple of days. Of vodka. You've got another couple of days to hand in a couple of rough edits of your Aaron Woods spin before you actually oh, have I don't to even, present I, I don't it need to a, class. You you will un, you will know because I put it in a group chat. Yeah, I was I was ready fucking 15 seconds, but um, 
Yeah, I still have. I still haven't seen the the official. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm certain it's going to happen, but um, I haven't seen the official the official confirmation yet. But I bet you it happens before Wednesday, so that's probably not a bad idea. That's it. But um, but fuck all. Yeah, I've I've got fucking. Just, you know, to be honest, people are going to be disappointed with the spin because realistically, the two the two players that are leaving are like. <laughs> They can't crack the twenty-two at the moment, so that means their minimum third, fourth drop yep. to an injury, and he's only going to take that place as well. So um, I'm not too, I'm not too bothered. I mean, Blacktown, I'm sure, will benefit immensely from the experience, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know, look, it's, it's great to, um, it's great that Seebs, or probably more to the point, Mestrov, has seen all of the talk about uh, about Woodsy back in the day, how we nearly signed him like ten years ago when he was still good. Um, when he was leaving the Tigers initially. And, uh, you know, back then it all came out how he was a massive Manly fan as a child and it was his team. And now, as a, the twilight of his career, the last, what, six to eight months of his career, he's finally going to realise that dream and wear the maroon and black of the mighty Blacktown workers. <laughs> and uh, it's closer to the 2040 for him as well. So, you know, look, I feel like I feel like everyone wins. But... Uh, least of all us um now the uh games from the weekend thursday yes, night those. the l's this is a fucking incredibly disappointing turn of events probably more so for you but say I mean, fucking tell but, me but, but as a as a connoisseur of the eels losing <laughs> and having and having the zero in front as an eels uh, loss historian <laughs> i mean i'll tell you there's there is that Owen Owen whatever joke. I mean, it does not get old. In fact, I'm looking to test the boundaries of that Owen joke this year with you, Glennie, to see just just how many fucking Owens are going to happen. At the, how many numbers are going to happen at the end of the year? Are Owen? there 26 but, different Owens in the fucking world? Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure there is, but um, <laughs> the final one is uh, is is uh, Luke's uncle Owen. <laughs> Just, just fucking smouldering outside of his fucking little little house on Tatooine. Um, yeah, so the Eels seventeen defeated the Penrith Panthers sixteen, and the Eels points came as follows: tries to Bryce Cartwright, uh, Brendan Hands, the try, Mitchell Moses, two conversions, two penalty goals, and the field goal. Defeating the Panthers sixteen tries to Dylan Edwards and Zach Hosking. Two conversions to Cleary, one penalty goal to Cleary, and a two-point field goal to Cleary. And I guess, stepdad, do you want to take it away? Yeah. Look, um, all in all, I'm not terribly disappointed with this game from a holistic point of view. As in, it was just a high-quality game of football that that eventually ended up coming down to a fucking brain snap by Mitch Kenny. You know it. It really was the the defense was there, um, and it was better than it had looked all year. The attack's still obviously a little bit clunky, and and there has to be something figured out. Like the glaring problem with Penrith that everybody knows about at the moment is the hooker rotation, mm-hmm. and they've gone from from having something there that was so great in Appy that they could carry Mitch for for portions of a game. In or puffed, yeah. In, in, that's it. In, in order to, to let Appy be Appy, you know, yeah. to, to have him to come on as a, a fifty-five, sixty-minute absolute fucking dynamo, 
mm. Mitch Kenny was a, a suitable replacement there. It doesn't work. Yeah, I think Kenny's tapped out. Bit. I think Kenny's tapped out. I, I think the job that they're expecting of him is beyond him. Yeah. My humble That's opinion. It. Yep, no, I certainly agree. Definitely agree. Um, and it doesn't mean that he can't start games. Yeah, that's they can always fix it. The, the problem is not is well. I mean, I mean, he is a problem, but he's much less of a problem if you just do what you did with Appy and just fucking just swap him off much earlier. Yeah. Honestly, this is a hot take. I don't think he's a hooker. I just don't think he's a hooker. I think he's a lock, but he's not going to get to play lock in that side, and he might be a serviceable guy coming off the bench to to yeah. to fill in for some tired forwards. But they're trying to shoehorn him in. Hooker to play at that level sans Appy and. Are you trying to are you trying to say right? Is this is this your pitch right now to bring Mitch Kenny to Leichhardt? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I'm sure he would come and be fucking be quite good at the Tigers, but yeah. <laughs> compared to the <laughs> other Tigers, but um, I'm sure he'd be. Yeah, he'd, and he'd it's, be, it's, I'm not saying wealthy. that I'm not saying that as a slight on Mitch Kenny. I just I just don't think he's that guy. Yeah, uh, look, you know he, he's played a lot of nine. Obviously, you know coming coming up. But yeah, Luke Brooks has played a lot of seven. You can tell me he's up. <laughs> <laughs> but does Mitch, did Mitch Kenny win like the twenty seventeen M Best Hooker Award? <laughs> for me, for me, this game was the 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 glaring illustration of of the clutch versus the anti clutch. And there's a lot made of Moses just kicking a field goal from 15, 20 metres out, straight in front yep. to, to win the game. And he certainly carried on um, like he'd just won the premiership. But, you know, and, and off the back of signing the big contract, and I get it, but the play from Cleary yeah, to get the penalty, kick it, put it on the fucking 40 metre line, position himself, line up, stand and fucking deliver with a guy in his face from almost 50 out and drill it, that's clutch. Hundred percent. Yeah, that. Mitch is not is not clutch. Any seven. Well, I mean, from I under mean, sevens up should be able. able to do that. Well, yeah, anyone can knock it over from twenty out. I mean, and right in front. I mean, yeah. but you know, they the, the club did the you know the team did the work to get him into the position to do the thing. So I mean, you know, he still had to, he still had to kick it. And fuck, we've seen some people miss from that that close. I saw like Latrell fucking bomb a shit one the other night. Yeah. So like, you know from a similar thing, maybe a touch. Yeah, that, that was ordinary. I just think the but, um, media, has, media has jumped all over it. The thing, now, the thing, the thing, with, the thing with the Cleary, yeah, well, I don't think the media's jumped all over. I mean, the media was clearly like more talking about the Cleary one. But the thing with the Cleary one is, it was, it was also the most set up field goal that anyone's ever had in the history of field goals as well. I mean, like, it just it was it was. I mean, obviously, well well thought through. To get it done, but I mean, when you're you're starting from like a penalty tap restart and everything like sure. that, you put the you put yourself where you want to be. Distance, you're, though. But you know, you had the ex. Well, I mean, I actually was looking at some of these ones just to see, like you know, and we've had a fucking even in the last sort of decade, we've had a ton of amazing ones, mm. you know, like but ones done in the heat of battle, and that's why I mean, I, I, the, the media is like all hyper, like oh my god, it's fucking gross, fucking like. It was fucking great, and like, and I actually I I rate it more from like the totality of okay, you got the penalty. What are we going to do? We got to we got to get a two point field goal. All right, I'm going to kick. I've got to I've got to accurately kick for line, which you know doesn't always happen. Then you got to get the thing, and I got to put myself where I got to be, and they got to chuck it to me, and then I got to do it. It's like the totality of the whole thing is great, but like then you look at and like you know I hate to, I hate to fucking give credit to this guy. 
but um, especially on a podcast you, with Glenn. If you say Brayton, Bra- 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 that's it. Bra- 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 that's full time. It was kicked from a similar distance. But it was like wide out in the side. But it was—it didn't come from a setup situation. They tried to run it yeah. and score a try down the left hand side, and then it gets thrown back to this guy, thrown back to this guy, and it's just fucking—it's just mayhem. And yeah. like the, and the fact that he you know, kicked that one is like that's fucking—you know—that was incredible because that was just broken down mayhem. And to kick and the, with the stakes and everything, the stakes were the same. But oh yeah, finals game. Yes, started but, but, the Tigers' yeah. meme club. Yeah, it, it, it was. It but was like the first. That was ground shot. zero. That was a canary that dropped dead, <laughs> followed by the workers dropping dead when fucking Lottie dropped the bomb. <laughs> but in, in saying that, what what I'd like to see from Penrith moving forward, because the all the the little pieces are there, like their play the ball speed is improving week on week. the The way they they really dominate territory for a great part of the game, especially with their backs doing the hard work out of their own end. I'd like to see a little bit more patience and control from them in attack. I don't feel at the moment that they're that side that they were previously where one they would be happy to enter into that territory battle with you mm. and just chip away at you, you know, eight, ten metres a set until all of a sudden they've got an attacking opportunity and then it'd be repeat set, repeat set, repeat set like they forced no dropouts uh, sorry one dropout that entire game yeah I feel at the moment that they're they're still winning that territorial battle but then they're going for the all or nothing play they're not taking their time because remember there was that leading in you'd look at Penrith games and you're like oh they're, they're the best team in the comp by far but none of their games are blowouts none of none of their games are big scores they're they're small it's because they just camp down the other end of the field and be really happy two, three, four sets in a row. Oh, well, no points. Okay, that's fine. Just go back to what we do. Win the territory battle, win the territory battle, win the territory battle, back down the other end. Then this time, one set, two sets. Oh, yep, there's the try. And just wait for their opportunities to really present. Where at the moment, it's, oh, yeah, okay, we're down here. Now it's all or nothing. Yeah. And I think that's costing them. Because they're not that team that's going to go out and... And blitz everyone by thirty. You know, they that that's not them. So, um, but to to Parramatta's credit, you know, um, if they if they can get up for a a meaningless game in the early stages of the competition and and kid themselves that that does something to make up for the absolute fucking generational embarrassment that they heaped on themselves in the grand final last year, um, you know, people will believe a horrible lie over an uncomfortable truth. So. Well done, I hate how they come out like the social media comes out the next day and they're like, well, like after the game, Parramatta's one's like, you know, revenge. <laughs> no, it's not. It's fucking, it's round four. It's round four, mate. Yeah, okay, you're round four. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure I'm sure they're flushing their fucking rings down the toilet as we speak. <laughs> um, no, but um, again, well well done by the Eels. And, and, and now Gutho's been informed by the club that they're on the lookout look for a fullback. Yeah, that's fucking glorious. Oh, delightful. I hope there's more it. about that comes out by Wednesday, let me tell you. Although, <laughs> um, so, hang on. Yeah. What, wasn't the talk previously that he was fine, he was going to play six anyway if Moses left? Yeah. He says a lot of things. That was, yeah, anyway. He does a lot of things. He yeah. dances around. Daniel. Tries to teabag people after, you know, yeah, these little fine. fucking 
Guthrie, you know, Diamond Dallas Page rip-off bullshit. Um, Moses, the clutchest motherfucker in the game. Fuck. Anthony. How can the Eels enjoy their team and the people that play for it with a straight face? I mean, honestly. For the same reason you can. Oh. Oh. <sighs> Well, For the same honestly, reason you can defend DC. Right, boys. I'm off. Oh, oh, this is going to take man, a few man's, hours. Man's is just fucking incredible. There you go. That's what that that's them. You've just done a parametric no, impersonation. But for example, but for example, Glennie, he's he, he's not defended anyone. The Tigers. <laughs> we are fucking the most level. I mean, like, I mean, you do. You're, I mean, like, you defend. You, you'll defend your players. You know, with the 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 flog shit they'll carry on with. Yeah. yeah but yeah. the thing is, they actually perform. Yeah, the eels correct. are like the they're like the flogs, without the fucking track record to back you know to back it up. Yeah, it's they're supporting on potential, and I suppose when that's all you've ever known, that's all you oh, do. Yeah, I mean because we, seen... we are we are going into like the second generation that hasn't seen them win a grand final. Do you ever, do you ever see that experiment? Third even from back in the fucking black and white TV days where. They'd get a bunch of fleas and they'd be jumping all over the fucking place and they tip them all in this jar and then they put the lid on the jar, keep feeding the fleas and then after, I think it was like a week, the fleas had been in there and they could only jump as high as the lid of the jar. You could take I have the, not seen that, it's interesting. You could take the lid off the jar, you could tip them out of the jar and for the rest of their life, they would never jump higher than the lid was on the jar. Maybe that's Paramount Offence. You fucking fleas. So you tip him you tip him into Combank Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> and then put the gutho lid on them. And they can't jump and they can't jump any and they can't jump far enough to get out to to get out to Acor for the grand final. <laughs> oh, good. Anthony, Penrith have ruined the funniest possible start to the season. I hate them forever. Yeah. May agreed. all their slacks have crotch blowouts in public settings. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love how this slacks thing is just fucking cooling on too. <laughs> uh, Matt said, "I could feel Vossi's hard on through my TV. What a game! Clear his field goal was one to remember. Penrith were great in defence. I'm stoked we found a hooker in hands. His work out of dummy half let the attack flow. The premiership window can't be shut because it is broken and shattered. Uh, but no, hands was good uh, as a hooker. Um, Gene." He said, didn't both teams complete above 90%? Very close. Penrith was 85, but um, for the, you know, your point stands. Very little stoppages, as if Cleary isn't an oiled up Val Kilmer towards the end of main play. Oh man, I'm so fucking not used to losing recently that it stings. But man, it's so good to watch a game. That quality four rounds in. There you go. Um, Bethany on Twitter said, Penrith are such nice dads. They let their sons win to keep them interested. Uh, Jay Bartley 90 said not conceding 30 points a near perfect completion rate and beating Penrith in golden point yep consider me pretty chuffed more of it please Uh, Big G Train on Twitter said Penrith lost more quicker tonight than an Albanian sex ring (laughs) Uh, Big Gav 8 on Twitter said cracking game not a bad player on either side Ryan Madison showed that when he's not being a selfish cunt he's one of the best offensive back rowers in the game that's true irrespective of who would have won in extra time this is the grand final we deserved last year well no it's not the grand final you deserved is the one you got next game right Melbourne Storm 24 defeat the West Tigers 12 
down at the Korean Housewife in Melbourne. And the Storm tries through Nick Meany, William Warbrick, Justin Ollum and Cameron Monster. Meany, two conversions and two penalty goals. The Tigers, 12, tries to Kapoa and Appy. And now Dewey, two conversions from as many attempts. Plenty. Look, the Purple Plotters, they put 24 points on the poor old Tigers and still spruced yeah. about their fucking win, about how great their team is. They, you know, Munster was, they looked better with Munster, but anyone that looks at that performance wearing a fucking purple hard hat and thinks that their team's back is sadly mistaken. Um, can I can I just point out for any new listeners or people that have jumped on board this year, when Glennie's giving his Tigers reviews, v- very often he's actually just speaking to one person. <laughs> and in, in, in this case, it is long-term Storm Superfan Grover. But... <laughs> Why are you going to explain my shit? Just let people fucking dig through the layers. They'll get it. Just there. makes it easier to be immersed in it. <laughs> um, You're speaking to a large audience, Glenn. You just stop, stop focusing in on just individuals, mate. No, because you've just got to pick them off one by one. I know, I know he's done very well and he's always supported our Patreon and bought the merch and goes to all the meetups, but he gets his fair share. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you say you want to pick them off one by one. I mean, if you're picking the Melbourne Storm listeners... Off one by no, one. just just the listeners. So you know, Mike, Mike Stevenson maximum. one week, twenty nine days because one of them does himself in every year. <laughs> <laughs> so look for the Tigers. They, uh, I hate to say it, but Brooks, there was there was at least half a dozen instances <laughs> where th- there was something promising happening, and the ball came to Brooks. To, to Luke Brooks and immediately the play died um, whether it was a, an Ill, ill-advised or a poor option on a kick or a drop ball or a wrong option or, it just it just goes from fucking bad to worse this game I'm I'm really struggling with it and it's is this the, is this the game is this the game that, that's killed Brooksy for you for good? No, I, I think he's been dead for a while, to be honest. But they, they've painted themselves into a, no, no. Such for you, for weird, you though, for me. When did your hope that he could actually play die? I feel like you. I feel like you had some. Yeah, you, you kind of still kind of wait and see. The start of this season, though, right? Well, you've got to, you've got to put a positive spin on it, Nathan. That's what I try and do every week. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like the Tigers have with Brooks in particular, have painted themselves into such a corner that, that there's, there's no other card to play now. The whole thing where they could potentially have shipped him off to Newcastle yeah. fucking came and went. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's the money he's on. There's, you know, half a dozen times over the last four years or three or four years, you know, it's been on the cusp of, of him leaving and, and then they come out and publicly support him. So... They can't come out and criticise him now because it, it paints every decision they've made around him over the last four years in a poor light, which doesn't surprise him. doesn't surprise yeah, me because but, management decisions that they've made, every almost every management decision they've made over the last 10 years has been, has been poor. But, but it's, it's not, a, again, if you're fucking half good at your job, this is the time to do it. The, the time to do it is after, maybe, maybe not this one, 
you give him another week without Dewey next to him, right? And then you come in and you say, for years and years and years, we've been supportive of Luke Brooks and we've done multiple things for his development. Uh, some might say we've been too supportive of him. You know, when when others have been mean and critical, we, we've been fucking hopeful, whatever. You know, you play that card. But then all of a sudden, however, by the, from the beginning of this year, um, Luke was given benchmarks and expectations of the club for him to meet. And then he was given an opportunity to to steer the ship and, and you know, moving Adam Dewey so he could be the dominant half. And unfortunately, he hasn't met those metrics. So we'll now be looking to, to move him on or now he'll be he'll be playing regular, whatever the fuck it is. Mm. But this is yeah. actually the time. This is about the only time. So, mate, just tell me, that, um, you've got a lot on at the moment and I just don't know, you know, how is the plan to pack up your house and your impending... Um, arrival and the, the fucking tribe of kids that you've you've got amongst your uh, household there, and and shipping everyone down to Concord to take up your new position as CEO of the West Tigers. Because if if someone come out and said that, and I'm loath to give you any credit, ever, <laughs> okay. <laughs> this, you don't understand how hard this is. <laughs> Just how low? I am the most loathed man. <laughs> Listen, if they come out and said that, the amount of respect that I would have for the Tigers for at least being fucking honest around the glaring fucking problem, yeah, I, I would not have a problem with that. But you know, and again, like it, but this is that that thing around. And look, it, there's. I'm not saying that every other club would be great at this because in the same position as West, so they'd probably be just as fucking dire. However. It's not hard to admit your mistakes. Then you soften the blow by saying, if you actually go too hard on me for those mistakes, you're a cunt because I was actually trying to be nice to somebody. Mm. Um, and in being nice, I've probably done myself a disservice. You know, that that's what a great fucking club we are. It, you know, um, th- this will mean implications for the club moving forward with salary cap and this, 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 but we believe it's the best thing for us and Luke. You are grifting as Tiger CEO, and I never thought I'd hear it, and that's impressive. Man, <laughs> really I would, love I would, it. I would run the shit out of that place. I'd well, get fucking. Oh, so it's, it's a low bar. We should be between I'd, I'd your... delist every player on the books currently. <laughs> Correct, except, except for course I'd get Ivan and Nathan back properly. I wouldn't fuck that up. <laughs> oh, my fucking Tickets, quads! Please. Can you imagine my Here's quads? The bus. <laughs> The bus is back. Let's go. The bus is back and it's got wheels. Um, look, the the one positive I can take out of it is that in years gone by, Melbourne, albeit they were not the purple plotters in those days, but it wasn't all that many seasons ago where they'd put 60 on us and, um, and probably should have put 80. But it's... It's shit with Brooks's dire, and I just don't know the way out for them um, that they can legitimately play because I don't know that they've got the stones to take Jay's approach. But um, he could know. just get us. He just he could just mysteriously, you know, do his MCL or something and fuck off to England. Yeah, or and, and <laughs> <laughs> Japanese rugby or something. 
He'd get a nice payday over there. He'd go, he'd go, he, he, he'll go, he'd go over to England, fucking dominate Man of Steel, and then come back and join the Knights. Yeah. Did you see how much they love fucking Wee Man when Jackass went to Japan? There you go. <laughs> he'd be a fucking superstar over there. So, yeah, dis- disappointing. Um, again. Did it? No, keep going, Glenn. No, it's a, it's a disappointing performance where, you know, all the talk was, you know, the Tigers, they're desperate and they, they didn't play like a desperate side. No, this was actually probably their worst performance of the season <laughs> because it yeah. didn't have one of those pockets of hope where they threw some points on and, you know, mm. and looked, you know, partially competent for a, a brief period of time. And that's a big problem. They just, they, they just, they can't play, they can't execute anything to do with first grade rugby league for more than a couple of minutes at a time. Yeah. If that. And and I I was of the opinion that Sheens would come back and that he's been keeping a close eye on the game and and analysing and just, you know, he's been in the lab and just boiling up fucking rugby league genius. But I, I don't... This is going to shock you both. I, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> I think he he got a phone call, and they said, "Hey, Sheenzy, you want to come back and catch the tiger? The what? Catch the what? Come back and catch the tigers? The fucking what? They're, they're like, yeah, it's uh, you know, free coffee and cake at the cafe at Concord. I'm in. There's- Sign me up." There's two clubs at the moment that are, that are showing it glaringly. We'll get to the other one in the, the last game of the round. Spoilers. But <laughs> it's even... Do you remember those those Newcastle Knights teams when they were just... You, you thought they're the worst first-grade rugby league side that could ever be put together. They, mm. they're like, they were just untalented at football. They still went out there... But enough about week. 2023. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, <laughs> Just, you know, the glory days before the credit days with fans where mm. they'd pack out their home stadium every week to watch them get absolutely pumped. and But all they wanted was a little bit of heart out of the guys. Yeah. They just wanted an effort. Just effort, and, yeah. and those Newcastle I miss those, teams, no, I miss those nights. Yeah, they were fucking awesome. And those, I miss those Knights fans as well. But I don't miss any Knights fan. The glaring Not thing one. here is across that park, you've got... I reckon there were two guys. Like Bateman was was trying his guts out, and Appy's still there trying to make something happen. But the rest of them don't give a fuck, and that is fucking horrible. That is absolutely fucking horrible. You know, Glenn, have you resigned yourself, Glennie, to what we were saying about Appy? That he's got maybe two or three more rounds in him before he just checks out. No, no I think you're underestimating. I think he'll. Uh, I think he, but he's he's seemingly growing increasingly frustrated with what's going on around him. Surely someone can fucking see. What about the fucking hot chick that does the video work in the sits in the box of the games? Why can't she fucking tell him something? Someone to say, listen, Simon obviously, Dwyer. just fucking Appy. Appy's gonna. Here is a tape of Penrith. Here is a tape of the West Tigers. Watch what Appy does here. And do you see how you've got this guy and this guy and this guy pushing up, giving him multiple options? Why can't our three guys there do... Why are they standing 10 metres back? Yeah. 
waiting for something to happen. Tackle one doesn't mean one guy runs. <laughs> Tackle two, one guy still runs. Tackle three, nobody runs. Listen, God, you're doing it all wrong. It's genius before, <laughs> before we go to socials here, I got a socials thing. This this happened this happened this morning, I saw it. Yeah. And um and I'm not gonna put the guy's handle on there because I, I doubt he listens to the show and I don't want to cause a pile on. <laughs> <laughs> He's a West. He's a Do West you Tigers. Those good old days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not going to cause a pile on someone who you know otherwise might not deserve it. But I just wanted to pass it through Glennie because I don't think he's seen this. Um, and this guy has said, has the NRL and he's tagged the NRL. Has the at NRL failed the at West Tigers by allowing a club to go 12 plus years without a single finals match? Letting players and a coach break contracts, allowing a suspended CEO to return, hitting the club with major salary cap penalties. It's obviously not a fair slash even competition. And when I first saw that, I was like, oh, this is a guy that's like a, yeah, like a parrot. He's like, yeah. he's taking the fist sort of thing. Nah. Then he, then he comes in on a reply later and goes, surely come six to seven years of no finals, the NRL does a review and makes recommendations at least. How does it get to 12 plus years to the point that members and fans are going to hate the sport and will never watch a match again? He replies to another person. It's at the point that members and fans now hate the sport and refuse to watch it. Then to me, that's on the NRL. They needed to do a review over five years ago and decide if there'd be any improvement, otherwise cut them loose. No team should be bad for that period of time. <laughs> the, the, that last bit, if he'd have started that rant or had that last bit in the beginning, then I reckon he sounds a lot less of a cooker mm. because that, like, that bit made it make sense. As in... You know, after after six years of no finals, then you should be given. Well, hang on, you've got three years to turn this around, or we're going to take your franchise away from you and give it to fucking Norths, or you know, the Dolphins could have come in earlier. Yeah, you know, whatever the fuck it is, but you know, essentially have a move to a relegation model. Not every year, but under certain conditions. That's what. That's what. That's what. That's the the uh, the end point of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, like that's, it's a fine line. It's a fine line between, well, hang on, the NRL's not in there meddling in everyone else. Yeah, I, I do I do think the onus is, is on the club itself to do the review, to to, to make the yeah. adjustments for them to to get back to the, to the finals rather than the NRL, which seems um, a little bit like collusion, if I'm honest. But um, I, I, I don't, what would you say, like collusion? Well, just the the NRL engineering certain circumstances to make to make a club better. The the club has the same, you know, salary cap and those conditions and the ability to operate in in free agency as any other club. They just yeah, do it. Yeah. They just do it poorly. Well, okay. So put it this way: like in in American sports, there's like there was that occasion with the the Clippers owner where he said some racist things. He was dropping end bombs though. Mm. It wasn't like the you know um, and see he and was he was dropping end bombs. The Tigers are just dropping bombs. Like that's why they're yeah. bad. Yeah. But no no and but the I'm saying so there was made out of human shit. But there was a, a position there for the, the NBA to come in and go, well because of this, this and this in in your franchise agreement, and I know it's a very different model to what mm. the NRL work on. Yeah. Um you're you're now going to be forced to sell your your stake. I could see a world in which, you know, under certain circumstances of, you know, they have to be very clearly laid out that the NRL, you know, may, may cause a, 
a reshuffle of management or um, well, there was rumours that, clear that, out that Pasco was or... walking last week. And then he came out yeah. on the fucking podcast and said, "Oh, I can't believe people make up these rumors. I'm not going anywhere." And it's so devastating. I'd, um, I'd tell all the staff I was staying. I could only imagine the staff going, "Ah, oh, fuck!" So they had to put away the coleslaw and the fucking chickens and everything else I had ready for the party. He's like, but "Oh, again, what, like if- what do you got there? Barrel of cake." What is it? Oh, don't worry about it, Justin. Don't you, you, no, no, don't. Oh, fuck, he opens a box and it says, it, fucking see ya. <laughs> it, it probably points to the larger issue, and I know this has nothing to do with the Tigers, but we've spoken about this before, the the complete unprofessionalism of how the clubs are structured now anyway. Mm. Yeah. In the fact that you have some clubs like Manly that are you know privately run, yep. that can operate in that, and then you have uh, others you know, so, um, that are owned by leagues clubs or you know, licensed venues or things like that, or, you know, gosh, by the you know, by the media organisations that show and report on the game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there, there are far bigger issues in terms of the professionalism of the relationship between clubs and the governing body or the, the, central, um, the central league before we get to talking about forcing the Tigers to be good. That's all the time we have for socials yeah. on that one, so fuck all you Tigers fans. Yeah, and Melbourne fans too. Don't forget to fuck them. Uh, um. Although, I, I, I did like this one from Dean K 88 He said, I wonder how Robbie felt knowing he was the third best Tigers hooker involved in that game. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Because Harry Grant was there too. <laughs> don't, ex- don't explain it. It'll drop. Uh, Give people more credit. <laughs> God, I sound like a Knights fan. Um, the... <laughs> Brisbane, <laughs> the Brisbane Broncos eighteen defeated the Dolphins twelve in the inaugural in the inaugural battle of Brisbane, except for the ones when they were playing the Crushers. Um, the Broncos eighteen came through tries to Jesse Arthur's Selwyn Cobo, Kurt Capewell, and Katoni Staggs. Reynolds one from four conversions. The Dolphins twelve came to tries to uh, Jared Wallace and the Hammer with uh, Jermaine Osako getting both of his attempted conversions. That that game was in all aspects a fucking win for the Dolphins. Yes, mm. most certainly a moral victory. One hundred fucking percent. That the amount of fucking crowing, and I thought it was bad when Parramatta fans were going off like they'd won the fucking premiership. The amount of fucking this is our fucking home that I oh, heard. Yeah, how's it from fucking Broncos fans? That like, fucking Flowrider song on people's fucking stories and. And real, oh, for fuck's sake. Well, but you must follow cunts, Glenny. I didn't see that once. <laughs> Shout out to Cruzy. Uh But. <laughs> of course he has Flowrider on his shit. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking, the, lo, the Logan of pop music. <laughs> but, like, you... You beat a team that has played four games together without their half for most of the game, without their hooker, and without their best defensive player. And and you beat them with a essentially an intercept try. That yep. fucking that is absolutely nothing to be impressed with. And I don't know what minute of the game it was when, when they lost um O'Sullivan. Early. But, fucking early. Like 20 minutes but, in or something. 
No, no, yeah. it was in the second half, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, it was in the second half. It, oh. But, but they, they had, you know, you had Tessie on one leg as well from like very fucking yeah. early on, like first 20 minutes, whatever. But um, with the unfortunate injuries pre the game and during the game, as poor cunts were left with the, the, the crunch time of the game, two points down, <laughs> pressing... And it was twenty minutes of fucking Anthony Milford, yeah. twenty twenty three Milford. And this- that's that's the only option they had. And every time he got the fucking ball, apart from that one excellent kick he put through that was made more excellent just by the sheer speed of Hammer. Yeah, that was fucking that, going dead. Whenever from, the ball went to him, he just he just chucked it. Not one, not once did he fucking like run up to the line and try and you know straighten up and then throw a pass to someone you know trailing through. He just he he would just dish it instantly, left or right, it didn't matter. Yeah, you know, whichever way it wasn't the way it came from. Yep. Like, yeah, he's not the guy, and unfortunately, it means that the yeah you know, the the bubble is is going to well and truly burst for the Dolphins because you know Sean O'Sullivan does have a fucking horrible injury and he's going to be out for ages. Um. Yeah, and I just feel, that's I, yeah, and rough. I just yeah, and and so I think that's the wind's going to get you know they built up enough winds that you know they probably duck the spoon, so that's one job done in a sense. But the the the, the general vibe around and the grit and determination around the side to hang in games is that's not going to change. Those players are still there. The, yeah, the, but the ability to execute point scoring when teams start to gel. Yeah, I, I reckon it was when there was about twenty five minutes to go and the vibe of the game was that Brisbane were about to open it up yep the the Dolphins had had lost everyone they were going to lose they looked absolutely fucking shot there were gaps everywhere that the Broncos were exploiting yep and it, it, it felt like that was the stage that Brisbane could just go you know bang 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 put it to bed and the story would be that well the Dolphins were were valiant for a, a portion of the game but then then not at all yep and fuck me, they just hung on. Yep. They hung on and they kept turning up. They're, they're really starting to to dwell in that thing of, well, hang on, it, we're just going to be scrappy and we're just going to keep putting in that effort. And across the whole game, like it, it was it was absolutely fun. So the Brisbane completed at 70%. Uh, sorry, oh, Dolphins no, no, completed. No, yeah, neither team got more than 70% on That's completions. The, the, the other team was 67 or something yeah, like that, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was t- so many fucking missed tackles, so many errors. Yeah. It was probably the worst game of the round, objectively, when you look at the stats. But the closest of the game and the the story around it and everything did mm. yeah. give it a level well, of I you thought know, as great a, as entertainment a value. The game sort of lived up. To the to the hype as far as what it what it was representing, for the Dolphins we we spoke about their, their grit and determination and, and some of the effort plays. You know you've got Mark Nichols slapping the ball out of Cobo's hands as he's diving over yeah. for a try. You know, well that was after he embarrassingly like sort of just flopped yeah. over and to miss the tackle yeah, and then yeah. he somehow you know, exactly. gets his hand around there to pull it out. Um, you know, Tom Gilbert's chase on the Stags try, albeit didn't get yeah. there, but fucking. Busted his gut every single game. Away. He was, yeah. all, all game. He was that guy. Yeah, I was going to say look, he, there are penalties and that there are penalties and restarts in that in in that the way he plays the game. Yeah, but you know just with tackles slipping. But but I mean that guy. He he looked at the situation and said, "Listen, Kafusi suspended, so I'm going to have to be the guy." Mm. Yep. And he was and he was that guy. Yep. Hundred percent. 
I, I have concerns about what goes on in the halves at the Dolphins um, due yeah. to O'Sullivan's injury. I think that that is massive. It's a huge blow for yeah. them. The Reese Walsh show rolls on well, for another it'll, week it'll as end, well. It'll end up being Nick, Nick Arima and They actually shut that down amazingly well too. Yeah. Yeah, he had zero room. Yep. But oh, he'll, he'll he still had some. He still had some some quality touches. Oh, it was nothing like the previous two no, games. No, no, I mean, no. Not even ten percent. For, for me, for me, Kurt Capewell was the guy for the Broncos. Just every time they needed a little something, it mm. was and you know, obviously that with that try that that Reynolds put him onto, but. But Capewell was there. Were that they... was fucking. Who was that idiot? It was a Branko Lee. The, fuck, the yeah. inexplicable shooting out of the fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. The hole that was there for him to run through. Oh, just unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievably um, fucking stupid. But he he's he just he's a throwback to that those Broncos teams of old, where they're just workmanlike, where there are just a bunch of dudes that will get in there and just work your overall game. Unfortunately, there's only one now. Um, but. He was the one that kept the ship straight, I feel, when the rest of them were, were stuttering. So, Broncos fans, you finally can all sit at home and know for a certain fact that you do something in rugby league exactly as well as those players that you idolise. You let the Dolphins live rent-free in your head just as well as the actual Broncos players do because they were fucking <laughs> rattled in this game. Yeah, yeah. They were fucking rattled. Um, and most importantly, this is the beginning of a fucking great rivalry. If that had been yes. a blowout, you know, it meh. Next next game's fucking meh. Now I want them fucking rescheduled at Magic Round. <laughs> Only if they get in a better half though, because Milford and Nicarima will get steamrolled. Yes. Anyone Any else? Any socials on that one? Oh, there were. Um, Kevin said overall a pretty sloppy game from both sides. Dolphins really tough under a lot of injuries. They had every excuse to leak some points at the end. And fuck me, does Cobo have some low IQ brain dead shit in him? That boy is lucky he's athletic. <laughs> Timmy. He said, lose by six because of the bounce was difference for the Dolphins to show guts with players injured. So proud. Dolphins to sell out Suncorp Stadium for a non-origin game. I honestly can't remember when the Broncos last did that. Now I feel like real dad with my team losing on a Friday. Weekend ruined. <laughs> yeah. Timmy, the fucking number one Dolphins fan in our listenership, I reckon. <sighs> fucking loves them. Um, Anthony, he said, I feel bad for Dolphins fans. Their team has played well against the odds for four games, and then Milford does Milford things. Sky, fucking hell. My heart can't handle close games. Either win by 30 or lose by 30. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> Fuck off back to Redcliffe. Lachlan, who, like, I don't know if this guy's, like, masquerading as a Broncos fan, but this, this isn't the vibe, man. Uh, massive effort from our sponge cake loving brothers in Morton Bay if the Broncos can manage the game a bit better and keep the ball away from our inexperienced players in key moments we should be able to beat anyone how fucking measured and good vibes and fucking love and peace and harmony was that shit that's that, that's my type of rugby league fan that right is. that's, that's, that's a awesome. guy that he's got the post nut clarity after having his way with a, <laughs> with a sponge cake <laughs> uh. <laughs> I think you should probably Google Sponge cakes are only for victories, Glenny. I think you should probably Google what post nut clarity is, Glenny. No, I don't think so. I yeah. think I'm on it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not when, it's not when you have an especially watery one. <laughs> Liam. 
The first game I took both the kids to, I couldn't ask for a better introduction of the game for them. That is my fucking good vibes comment of the round. Can you imagine that? Like, that's your introduction to rugby league. Like, it was fucking messy and drop balls and this, but fuck, that atmosphere would have been good. Yeah, exactly. Um, Mr. Wars on Twitter. He said, my father said it best, and I can fucking imagine him saying this. Unlike the canned goods aisle in Coles, Suncorp is not dolphin safe. (laughs) (laughs) And it would have taken him 10 minutes to tell that joke. (laughs) I love you, Frank. (laughs) That's us. Let's go. All right. uh, Moving on to Saturday, the South Sydney Rabbitohs 13 defeated the mighty Manly Warringah Seabs Eagles 12 at uh, Accor Stadium. Um, the Rabbits 13 came through a double to Cody Walker, tries that is, uh, a conversion from Luttrell, uh, a penalty to Luttrell, and a field goal from Lachlan Ilias. Uh, Manly's 12 came through tries to uh, Homoli Olakwatu and Daly Cherry Evans. Um, two for two quickly. for Gary. You skipped a game there, champion. Oh, did I, I? No one fucking cares. Oh, my God, I did too. My, my apologies. Should we just do, should we do that one and then switch it around again? And then I don't care. I don't want to go through and repeat everything again. I'll tell you what, we're going to do this game, then we're going to rewind. Fucking, I blame New Zealand for having the fucking early game on Sunday and it just threw everything out. Oh, that it was weekend. terrible. Cunts. Yeah. Fucking, I'm off I'm off them again now. Thanks for saving the game, you cunts, but yeah, <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> um, but honestly, I'm yeah, similar, similar, I think, to you to you with your game, stepdad. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm more annoyed than than unhappy i mean the performance was great the game was great um you know they performed against against the side that's going to be there you know at the business end of the season um yeah they matched them they're probably the better side to be perfectly honest the only thing that i'm not super happy about is just i feel like they just didn't take enough of their opportunities in attack and i don't know I mean, obviously, it's a new, you know, it's a new system, a new coach, and everything, and they're only like, you know, a month in, so these things will develop over time. But I just feel like they, it was almost like they were trying to make a point of not just doing the spin out to the left thing with Tommy and Schuster and that that they do, but like try, like sort of trying to, you know, there's Homoli got a lot more ball, I think, than than he has all season. Um, seemed they went to him a lot. Um, and didn't really get out much further than that, but they went to him Homoli a lot. And I mean, he got a try, but that was from a you know that was from a kick from the other side of the field as well. So that seems to be a bit of a pet play that they're doing now as well, because that's his second try this season that way. But um, just need to get more out of an attack. The defense was the defense was great. It was all you know through to eighty minutes. Um, you know, you can see that the fitness is getting there as well. Um, it's just they just need to get more out of more more out of the attack, and. Um, then I'll be there. Uh, the Rabbitohs, they had a they had an important you know milestone in quotes game um, for Sattler, and it seemed to be the thing to you know snap Cody out of you know as we've spoken about a couple of times this season the you know, with his you know the dumb cunt you know red mist descending version of Cody Walker, and uh, he was relatively measured. There was one time there where the game threatened to sort of blow up a little bit. Um, but I think it was, it was more Damien Cook that fucking yeah. <laughs> tried to front up to the Molly in that case. Um, but of course, yeah. Do you know what would Knowing be fucking that, great? I would love it if like just randomly. So the NRL says like, you know, on three occasions per season, mm-hmm. when when players are fucking grabbing each other's jersey, 
mm-hmm. we're going to play this specialised sound. And it means you can swing. Which authorises two minutes of free-for-all. <laughs> and just have like one of those ones where some little... 100% of the time though... 100% of the time if they're, if, they're, if they're serious and they want to use it as like a marketing tool they're going to do it when it's Cody Walker or Mitchell Moses instigating it and just so they get absolutely fucking lit up I just want one of those ones where there's a tiny little fucking half or someone grabbing a props jumper and just watching them shit themselves screaming at them I'm protected by the fucking rule book yeah it's like Jerry. It's like Jerry Springer rules, isn't it? Like yeah, a little guy who goes up and he knows yeah. that before anything's going to happen, Steve's yeah. going to come and fucking pick him up and take yeah. him over the other side that's of the stage. It. Hold me <laughs> back, man. Hold me back. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you? Do you think Tommy is playing extra tentatively? Look, there's there's a couple of ways to think about it because, like, I would say that he's he's certainly not choosing to involve himself as much at this stage, which I understand. But at the same time the amount of hit-ups that he does per game and the amount of runs that he does straight into the fucking teeth of the of the defense into into fucking props is ridiculous and i mean that shit makes me fucking cringe more than you know more than anything because i mean the amount of times you put his body on the line and just smash you know smash through big guys you know when the the line's set and there's three of them there um, so it's kind of weird. So it's kind of like he's, he's doing that, but he's probably not injecting himself as much on the other side of things. But, you know, which, which I don't really, you know, at this stage of the season, I'm not too bothered yeah. I, about I it. I think he's, until he's he, still working until he feels, Schuster out full time. I think he's... That's the, that's the other thing too, because, I mean, remember Daly and Schuster have played two games together and, you know, Schuster's had, um, you know, he's had, you know, what, a dozen games or so when he was sort of playing back row on the outside of, of yep. Kieran Foran. But it's a diff, you know, different role. So they've, have they've we, got to figure Have we seen him out. in open space yet? Have we seen him really stretch out? Because well, I mean, that's where I think he's being tentative. I think I think it's a false sense of security if he's, oh yeah, I can run into the teeth of props. That's fine. Big big hits are big hits, and they fucking hurt. But I'm saying I think he's tentative in really testing out his acceleration and change of direction. Yeah, probably. I mean, but he's. I mean, he's he's still got to you know he's still got to believe in you know the all the you know the nosy stuff is you know is working and everything yeah, like that. And then, I mean, and he'll know his body. He'll know when he's like, it's like those conversations we were having about doing the MCL and like how, how you're scared to do squats after, you know, after, yeah, after, after yeah, the MCL, yeah, yeah. You, how, how, when you're scared to go down, you know, Walk past sort of 90 yeah. degrees. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the same thing. He has to, I mean, there's one thing for his, for scans and everything to be 100%. And there's another thing for him to know that he's got the tools and the, and the, the training regime from Nolsey to, you know, to fortify things and, and, uh, you know, keep him injury free going forward. But yep. the, you know, it's one thing to know that, but there's another thing to actually automatically believe it in the heat of battle without sort of thinking about it. Yep. And um, and at the moment, I think if you know, if yeah, they get like they've got that whole that whole side. You've got yeah, you know, you've lost Kieran Foran, who was obviously a great organizer. Yeah, okay. of that side. And then Schuster has to do that now. And then he's going to then you've got next out. You've got Tuolangi, who's you know he's played uh, you know a couple of games for the club at the moment, so it's all a little bit new over there. But um, they'll, fi- and they'll figure it out. Like it, it, the attack is something that's you know much more dependent on natural ability of players and things like that just sort of come into play. Uh, yeah, I mean like that fucking try that that got disallowed that he scored in this game. I mean that was just like you know a half break turned into a you know with you know crisp passing and you know all the guys following through and backing up pushing up in support. And yeah, 
that that stuff's already there. They just need a little bit more time to sort of gel and things like that. But I am I am impressed with the 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 fitness and the defense and just the way they, they're actually trying to hit to hurt. Yep. All through the game now as well, because that was one of the one of the things that the Hazlitt era that just fucking shit me to tears was just the way they'd sort of they they sort of be more like umbrella sort of defense, like sort of backing sort of passively sort of backing off and encircling whereas now what they're doing is just they're just, they're just moving up and they're hitting trying to jolt the ball free every time um which is great and um and i've got to say i mean even though you know uh O'Shea with the mistake that cost us the game um i was i wish he'd had that much accountability about his fucking <laughs> gay people stance yeah, that he did about dropping a fucking ball because the when he fronted the media uh today you know the club makes you know a couple of players available for yep. you know interviews on mondays he was one of the players and he's he got out in front of him and said look you know to take full responsibility for it um blah 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 and he said and he's, and he's like and then he started talking about the team more like and the way the, the vibe of the team at the moment is like you know how you know yeah, he knew that you know the you know the, they got around him and blah 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 and um, just fit like the the vibe around the squad at the moment is really good and so I like all the ingredients and I'm just uh, waiting, I'm just waiting now for it to all to come together with you know and most of it's fixed just with time. Yep. And I mean like fucking nice. rabbits to score thirteen nice, points nice. in a fucking John John Sattler fucking thing. I mean you know hashtag NRL controlled score lines. Um, but yeah. What a shame yeah. Zorba couldn't have fucking died this week to give us a reason. <laughs> I tell you the day I, I tell you when he dies, we'll fucking we'll we'll put a hundred points on the team. <laughs> I swear yeah. to God, just the fucking the burden that'll be taken off the back of the club. <laughs> yeah, saying, uh, Glenny. Um, Phil, Glenny, you got nothing to say, mate. The only the only point I want is because I knew that you had uh, would have plenty to say, so I didn't want to take up extra time, mm. but. I know it's only round four, but that's a moment for Ilias in his career and his and his development. Um, as you know, one of the most imp- and critical players in that side. That's a big moment for them to, you know, for him to deliver when Mitchell had yep. a couple of cracks and didn't get it done. For him to step up and, and deliver. I think that's the sort of thing that South will get the benefit of, you know, come finals time. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it was very similar to like the Mitchell Moses sort mm-hmm. of thing. Like he was given a great, a great shot from a close in and everything, but you got to make the, you still got to fucking make them. And how many times have we seen games where each team has three of those opportunities each? Yeah. In the last, sprayed, in, the, yeah. in the dying seconds of a game and during golden point or whatever, and they just go fucking sprayed everywhere and hopeless. So, you know, he executed, he got his chance, he, you know, Got it done. Good on him. Very nice. He's stepping up. He's stepping up and just making the you know the rabbits call to get rid of our menu log more justified. <laughs> Very good, Phil. So speaking of speaking of menu log thing, so, <laughs> you know that K, they just keep bombing those KO ads on everything on YouTube at the moment, and it's um yeah, and you know they got the one you know got like Reese Walsh and that, and then they've got. The one with Adam Reynolds, I can't remember who he's with, but they're like, you know, talking about, you know, the only place to watch, blah, blah. And he's like, say what? <laughs> and, then, and 
and uh, Simone's like watching it and she's like, oh, it's, you know, these fucking idiots. And I go, no, that's your fucking, that's your little mate fucking menu log. He plays with the Broncos now. She goes, oh, yeah. really? <laughs> and fucking, oh, got a, got a, I guess Adam Reynolds is on a fucking hall pass, but you know, fair yeah. enough. He'll break, yeah. he'll, break, he'll break his hip and be out for the season and I'll end the Broncos so I'll take one for the team <laughs> yes well you know look we we can't always control who greases the peach so that's right Phil in uh, the Facebook group he said they're still on track for the classic Seabold season win the first two then only one more for the rest of the year yeah, but we've got to bring Peter Gentle in to coach the last seven games for that to happen. <laughs> and I don't know what the fuck he's doing these days. Jamie, he said that game was haram. David, as a Manly fan, I hate to see it. What's his thing with that? Did he have to buy a membership or something? Who, sorry, who was I saying again? Grover. He's always going on as a Manly fan. No, no, I think it's because the Storm is shit in the bed. He's jumping ship. Oh, okay, cool. And, he, and he's not being, and he's not being the, the standard Melbourne Storm fan who, who are jumping up to the Dolphins. Gotcha. He's just, you know, he's, he's respecting respecting his betters and, you know, wanting to move on up. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, Ryan said, dropping games like Aaron Woods is already there. Uh, Richard, South were missing their best middles and Manly should have controlled field position in this game. Yes, one of South's tries came from a defensive lapse, unfortunate camera angle, but the most surprising aspect of this game was Manly's failure to capitalise on their obvious advantage. Their forwards struggled to get a decent field position for long periods and what and one of their tries was an intercept. Souths were absolutely right for the picking, but Manly just couldn't organise their attack effectively against stubborn Souths resistance. A fitting tribute to John Sattler from Souths. Fucking hell, that's some actually high-quality journalism we're getting here. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, C- uh, Jay said, Sea Tigers, that's how you play a tribute game. Not only did Souths win, they also scored 13, 13 points. The same number Sattler wore. There you go. On to the next one. Isn't maths fun? Um, so we've got to go back to the previous one. Travelling back in time, boys. <laughs> the Cowboys 24 defeated the Titans oh, hang 12. Hang on, sorry. I just want to, I just want to go in. Um, this, this comment wasn't actually about the game, but I, oh, sorry. I, I do need to put it there. Um, go. It was our good friend, um, Aaron Ma official, uh, underscore, uh, Ma underscore Aaron. Remember him when it comes time to vote. Growing up, Aaron Woods was a Manly fan. He would sit there in a Manly jersey and cheer the first grade team on. Now he's going to get paid to do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and the best thing go. is the Dragons will be paying it. Next, the Cowboys 24 defeat the Titans 12 up there at the Abattoir in Townsville. And the Cowboys, a semblance of their old selves, uh, tries to Jeremiah Nanai, uh, Valentine Holmes, James Tamau, and Thomas Chester, Holmes, four conversions from as many attempts. The Titans, 12, came through a double to Cam Pereira. The Tanner Boyd, a conversion and a penalty goal. Cowboys are, were away, a ways off their best, but they'll take confidence for the win. And there were some glimpses there to show that um, things are turning around, starting to click um, to for them to head back to, to their best that they, they showed last year. Um, the Titans. Well, I mean, look at that, that close, that close range crash ball, Cowboys stuff. Yeah, yeah that's kind of working yeah, again. But yeah. <laughs> um, for the Titans, Khan Pereira as as a finisher is is looking really impressive. Um, Fast. Yeah, and his acceleration off the mark is fucking impressive. Um, 
Yeah, I, I just think that the Cowboys have probably just had a little bit too much skill um, in certain positions to to keep the Titans at bay and 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 probably match them through the middle where the Titans tend to gain their ascendancy through Tino and, and Fafita and, and guys like that and, and Mo. Fodawaika was fucking amazing yeah. in this game. Yeah, he was. Despite the result. I mean, the amount of hit-ups and meters he had in like the first 25 minutes was fucking ridiculous. He was like over 100 meters or something. Like, mm. instantly, it was mm. amazing. He's, yeah, he's um, he gets better year on year. Um, and I think he's as an important part of of that forward rotation for the Titans as as Tino or, or for Fita. But um, like I said, Cowboys will take confidence from it. They're still got a way to go before they're at their best. But you know, starting to steady the ship a little bit. Yeah, I I feel that last year the Cowboys went a long way just based on some some good fundamentals. Some some positive positive game like in game attitude and and a higher than the rest of the or most of the league fitness level because if you remember when they when they were on their big run and they came up against Penrith everyone was sort of surprised when Penrith had that extra gear after sixty minutes that the cows didn't because they they just looked so fit and they'd outrun most teams most of the year. Maybe the misstep in judging where the cows would be this year was that everybody expected that they would get that team back plus a little bit more organisational skill so that when the energy fails, when it's fucking you know, 30 degrees and 80% humidity in Townsville where they, they live, that they'd have a little bit more of a structure to fall back on and I'm not sure that's the case. They they didn't look as if they they're fitter than other teams. They don't look as if they're they're out enthusing other teams at the moment. So at this stage, it's a, a slight regression from last year. Um, but there's there's a, just some undeniable class in there. Like Val Holmes, I think had the best game he's had all year. Yep. And last yep. year he was an absolute fucking standout, absolute standout. But he seems to be getting back into that form where all of a sudden it doesn't look like there's broken field, but he turns it into it. Yeah. Um, and if they can keep on that trajectory, then they, again, they'll, they'll be there at, at year's end. Anyone else want to add anything? No. No. Uh, Hammers. Uh, he's, he's gone past refs faulting. Now he's God's faulting. He said, we got dicked over in every facet by the footy gods. Can Glennie please go back to shitting on us? The Tigers' stink doesn't take much at all to rub off on another team. Uh, Jordan, he said, I wanted to fight Shibasaki, and then he got injured. Now I really want to fight him just to make sure he's injured. Uh, Zach, he said, the Titans are the Queensland Tigers. Oof. Oof. That's very fucking That's insulting. Offensive. That's that's probably the worst thing that anyone's ever said about the Titans. <laughs> That's the worst thing anyone's ever said about anyone. <laughs> Including that fucking cranky German bloke in 1939. <laughs> That's it. On to the next game. Okay, the uh, Sunday games. The Warriors, 16, defeated the Bulldogs, 14, at home at Mount Smart Stadium. The Warriors, 16, came through tries to Violaya, Sean Johnson, and Montoya. Sean Johnson, two of three conversions. The Doggies, 14, came through tries to Karaz and the Fox. Burton, two conversions, one penalty goal. I expected the Bulldogs to, to be better, and 
and take another couple of steps in their own progression as a side under Seraldo. But um, instead, the the big storyline for me and and one of the low key best storylines of, of 2023 so far is Sean Johnson's career resurgence. I think he, he that moment where he ran the ball and threw the dummy and, and sold a, a beautiful dummy and scored. Um, he just under Webster, he just looks more controlled, um, less erratic, and and more often than not is taking the you know the smart and the um, higher percentage option, which hasn't always been the case for Sean Johnson over the course of his career, no matter where he's played. Well, so, I'd, I'd add maybe not necessarily the lazy option. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, Apart from that, my biggest takeaway from this game is that Adam Blair might be the worst sideline commentator in the history of not only rugby league, but any sport ever invented. He is atrocious. And and the Kiwi commentators are historically poor. Uh, he might be the worst of them. I've got a worse one for you, but I'll wait till we finish talking about this game before I... <laughs> throw him under the bus. Okay. <laughs> it's a blast from the past name on the ABC grandstand. Oh god, okay. Okay, oh, fuck it. We'll get. We'll do it now. We'll do it. It's usually, usually when there's a uh, cowboy games on. Fucking Laurie, Laurie Spina. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I look. Bless the guy. He's trying, but he's clearly old. There because he's local, ex an ex player, yeah. and. The poor cunt, he can't barely string two. He, he can he can barely string two words together. Like they they cross down to him and he just like fucking. It's just the pissed old fucking tea bag <laughs> oh, fuck. at the fucking end of the bar that's been there all day. Like, to the point where you just go, oh my, just you just feel bad. Crossing like, to Barney Gumble for his thoughts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh goodness me. Also, Tamari Martin, fucking huge. Yes, and I think, and, and a large part, I think, of Sean Johnson's improved year. He's just so calm. Already. Like he's just calm and con- controlled, and you know, has a really solid skill set, but doesn't doesn't overplay his hand. Understands what's what's required of him. Just goes out and executes. Um, just, it's impressive to see him get that opportunity at. At the Warriors, and um, you know, and his game suits not only Webster's coaching but also Johnson's game immeasurably. And I think you know that that combination is a big reason why the, the Warriors are uh, probably surprising a few people. Mm. Right. That's it for me. Nice. I got nothing to say. I forgot this game was on. Wow. This. Like my, my, my weekend has been very well organized a little while around two Sunday games. So, but I'm glad Sean Johnson appears to have had a fucking blinder for years. I've been on the fuck. I wish Sean Johnson would played under a decent coach. And it looks like maybe he is. Um, and to that effect, Chris Bailey in the Facebook group, he said, this is what happens when a football club has a proper coach and not a big head, little head, bald fraud. Levi said, classic doggies, going through all of that just to end up with the wrong Panthers assistant coach. (laughs) Webby is turning my boy SJ into a game closer. I'm also loving that Jackson Ford got that dog in him. Yeah, what a fucking breakout season he's having for a new club. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, 
Terry underscore Bull underscore on Twitter. He said, AFB the best on ground. Why did Serraldo leave a forward on the bench for a full game? While SJ's try shouldn't have stood, the dog's attack just didn't produce enough points. Flano was on his way to reserve grade, methinks. Hmm. Interesting. Um, what did what was Seraldo's bench rotation thing? Who do you leave on the bench? I can't even fucking remember. Mm. Oh, fair enough. The thing, the thing, the, the the most complaints about this game that I saw from the doggies was, you know, they were trying to say that that um the try that, that Sean Johnson scored, where the, there was a, an yeah, obstruction. Yeah, he was taking it. Marnie, when, Marnie. Yeah, when yeah, I mean the, the guy was the he was support runner. Like I don't know, he didn't have any real problem with it. But um ignoring the fact that Kickow blatantly stripped the ball from the hands of I think it was Montoya. Yeah. And um and who he then picked it up again and scored and they disallowed that try. I whoever was in the video referee box, I think it was Ben Cummins, he took one look at the wrong angle and said, Oh no, he's dropped the ball, knock on you know, doggy's ball, and then while they're while the play's continuing, they're running the replays on the big screen, and they show the opposite angle, which shows Kickout just fucking rip oh, wow. <laughs> out like as clear as anything, and it was absolutely and that that Johnson try didn't happen too long after that. It was well, actually, what the Fox try happened immediately. That set the dogs like three tackles later, the dogs went length of the field with Fox to score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it was a twelve point turnaround. And um, yeah, and then the justice try with uh, Jaden Tanner played zero minutes in this game off the bench. That's not even a Sorry? real player, though, is it? That's not even a real player, though, is it? <laughs> it is number sixteen. <laughs> you're making you're making that name <laughs> up, right? <laughs> Next game, let's go. Okay, we move to the Newcastle Knights 24 defeating the Canberra Raiders 14 in Newcastle. The uh, Knights, their points came through a double to Greg Marsu. Bradman Best, Dane Gagai, and Tyson Frizzell all with tries. Hastings missed all his conversion attempts. Lockie Miller, two of three, and one penalty goal he missed. Uh, the Raiders 14 tries to Hudson Young, Jack Whiten, Frawley with a two point field goal, and Corey, Harawira, and Naira, two from two on Jesus. the conversions. Who knew? Is there anything that man can't do? The ease in which the... Keeping in his pants when school teachers are around? <laughs> That's fair. True. Uh, the ease in which the, the Knights pulled away at the back end of this game has to be concerning for the Raiders. And even more concerning for that than that is the potential loss of Whiten for, for several weeks. Um, two, is two that weeks. all he's getting? Just That's came through a, tonight. Two, two game bans for Whiten. Okay. That's that's not a bad result because he was off the ground right. and there was, you know, they can talk about intent, but there was shoulder contact with the head. Um, yeah, that's that is kissed on the fucking. Yeah, I think with the the that way is. the Raiders are going, those couple of weeks for White is, is going to be massive for them. Um, I thought, you know, Frawley stood up um, and, and you know, tried his best, although his talent and skill set is, is limited at this level, but he um, he was he was adequate. Um, but the Knights, they've, they put some points on and, 
and really cut them to pieces on the edges uh, a few times across the course of the game. And um, there's one try in particular, it was Marju's first try. Um, beautiful set play, and they just they ran decoys and, and stripped them for numbers across the field as they swung the ball from left to right. And it was it was quite impressive. And um, Tyson Gamble again making the most of his opportunities in first grade and um, heavily involved and talking a lot of shit as he does. I, th- <laughs> I, th- I think the stat that sums it up most is a missed tackles. And when you, when you look at that, the Knights missed 24 tackles, which is like it's high, but it'd be in the realms of acceptable, you know, in, in certain games. The Raiders missed yeah, 45. That's a loss. <laughs> and that's a loss every time. That stat, yeah. The, but, you know, that, that stat can also be be deceptive because there there are those old you remember the Jimmy Maloney missed tackles where he'd get up in front of somebody and he would be bounced off himself however he would slow the momentum of that player down enough for two other people to scramble and get on them and actually affect mm. the tackle which is why I think now they've changed that um, to an not a, not necessarily a missed tackle but an ineffective mm. tackle yeah um but it, one one thing the Raiders don't tend to do well, and I think that's just by virtue of the fact that they're such big bodies, especially in the, the middle third of the field, they don't scramble well. So when there when there's that missed tackle, they pay for it in territory. Yeah. So if if they're going to keep defending like that and keep opening up like they did, they're in for a very long season. How many times did White and kick out on the full in this one? Do we keep a count? There was one. It wasn't dead. It was out in the fall from a, a end of the set kick. Yeah, I definitely remember one time. Every time it ha- every time he kicks it, out, every time he kicks it out in the fall or kicks it out, I'm always, always thinking, think back to like, okay, I could say that for the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things. Like when Reynolds gets injured, yeah, all right, tick, <laughs> file that away. Uh, one-eyed tiger. He said a second half fade, like only a team of intestinally frail canines could fade. Jason he said Maguire's instilling those tiger values as the Raiders' defensive coach. Uh, Daniel, if Miller continues like he is, Knights might go for the medical retirement option to free up cash for a real 5-8. He's not doing too bad. Uh, He's Jai, fucking spectacular, best thing about the team. Kurt Mann has an 11-day holiday and books a return ticket to Canada to check on a mate. Sam, the only guarantee in rugby league is Jack White and kicking out on the full every single fucking game. (laughs) (laughs) Isaac, as a fan, I just need a few home wins that I attend. Very happy to be at that one. Low expectations leads to better game experiences. I enjoy the Dolphins game too. There you go. Uh, Matthew asks a decent question he goes at what point does being best mates with the CEO get forgotten and Canberra finally realise that Ricky is just a rubbish coach well I have to wait for a Canberra fan to get on Twitter and say we've been crap for so many years and why won't the NRL step in and do something (laughs) because it's hilarious (laughs) (laughs) like honestly because because fuck him that's why I mean love what I care he can coach him he can coach him till I'm dead I don't give a shit uh, Troy, oh Troy, jobs for life for Ricky. He says that was fucking dreadful. It was embarrassing. Fancy losing to that special ed night side, or maybe we are just shit and not up to NRL standard. Timoko is the only player putting in. The rest are a bunch of fucking flogs. Wow. Well, yeah. Sebastian Chris is just not fucking. He's not. He's, he's not, not there. He's not. He's not. He is not. He's not, not that guy. Player. 
Um, I feel bad. I feel bad for the cunt to be honest. <laughs> Bennett, it's not his yeah, position, exactly. you know. He shouldn't, you know. Bennett with one of my comments of the round. He says, "I'm outsourcing all of my game comments to my 11 year old son now." As he watched the KO mini this morning, he said, "Matt Frawley looks like a pedophile." <laughs> I've taught him well. Honestly, Matt Frawley just—that's the one thing on the videotape session that I would say if I was coaching him. So, mate, just fucking let it go. Yeah. You gotta let you. You gotta let that. It, it's not coming back. You're not fooling anybody. But I went anybody. to a barber and just I asked for the fucking red park. It's what they do in Canberra. Just sh- just just look like. I mean, I'm sure there was a time there where Glennie was fucking straddling the fucking territory of you know, yeah, skinhead and pedophile, and he eventually just went fuck it, and then he, 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 he started shaving from off, uh, right? frosted tips, Caesar cut to shaved head. It was a very quick transition. <laughs> Then bald. What made what 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 made the what made that decision because for you? The, like, you just saw the, the writing on the tips wall, or? couldn't be combed far enough forward to make it look normal. <laughs> so they had to go. So you look like so when I'm so I'm trying to imagine what it looked like, and I'm thinking like Stephen look, Bradbury's head. It looked like someone dropped their bowl of two minute noodles on my head. <laughs> Stephen Stephen Brad Stephen Bradbury's got the yeah. frosted tips, but they yeah, sort of only start yeah, exactly. like halfway across his head. Nah, um, imagine. Like the forty-year reunion tour of East Seventeen. <laughs> That's what Glennie looked like at seventeen. Yeah, yeah the camo fucking parker and everything. Like that. Uh, of course I did. <laughs> good. Everybody in House of Love. It's really all right. Um, so we got JR one more. Underscore Buffy said, "Who is the show's favourite Knights player, and why is it Tyson Gamble?" <laughs> Well, obviously, obviously. Fucking balanced out by Kurt Man. <laughs> Lovely. That's us. Kurt, Man, Kurt Man getting loads of minutes too, Glenn. He was delighting oh, you, no doubt. Um, the last game, Sunday evening, the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks 40 defeated the St. George Illawarra Dragons 8. The Sharks, they had uh, tries to Kennedy, a double to Ramian, a double to the Moot. Uh, Nikora and uh, Katoa also with tries. Nico returning with five of seven conversions and a penalty goal to Talakai. The Dragons, they had tries to Ben Hunt and Jaden Sewer. Zach Lomax missing with both attempts. The Dragons looked up for the fight in the first half. Um, scored Ben Hunt scored a, an impressive solo try and Jaden Sewer um, found some space out wide. They, they slung the ball and, and he cut through and you could be forgiven for thinking that the Dragons were, were up for the contest. Well, I think about, but think back. They they had the buy first round, second round they came out and put it on the Titans. Third round they were with the Broncos, if not leading for almost the entire game, and then got blown out yeah. with a flurry in the last sort of seven yeah. minutes of the game. This game they didn't hang in it as long, but they were leading eight yeah. six. And then I think when they went, they went behind twelve eight, and then it went. They probably capitulated maybe twenty five minutes before full time, not not you know seven minutes. Um, so the resilience once this once this team decides that the game is lost, yeah, they fuck they can fold quickly. Yeah, Nico Hines had an impressive um, return for, for Cronulla. Had a hand in everything, just steered them around, and um, his passing game's so clean and and crisp, and just gets the you know the ball in the right spot. At all times, he was uh, he was really impressive, and I think it probably freed Moylan up, who who also had a, um, some really nice touches as well. But their outside backs just cut loose, just had space. Um, 
as as a result of the ball playing from from Hines and just the Dragons. Once it started, they 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 not only could they not pull it back, but they they just completely capitulated, as you said, and and just it it got away from them very very yeah. quickly. Yep. To to this one, like similar to what I was saying about the Tigers, this is that other one I want to talk about. That team, like Ben Ben Hunt, to me looks like about the only one that's putting in effort. And by that I mean it's really easy when you when you're scoring tries or when it's early in the game and 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 you're not in a hole yet to look enthusiastic and and go about your business. But Ben Hunt to me looks about the only player that's taking any sort of pride in his eighty minutes. His his effort level from minute one to minute eighty is high at all times. No matter what yeah, the yeah. scoreline is. He's just competing. Yeah. And, and and this is that thing again, it's you know, in, in other sports when they talk about the MVP race every year, there's, there's that argument that should it go to the who you think is the best player or should it go to the player that is the most valuable for their team? Mm-hmm. And yep. if you had, if you had to judge, I think in the NRL on that, he he would be the winner, hands down at the moment. Um, but yeah, Nico made all the difference to that side, all the difference to that side. The tempo they played at, um, the options they took, and and really just how ready everyone was for the ball at all times. And you can tell that they trust him implicitly. Mm. There's a bunch of teams out there. Where, and you see it so much, and you can be forgiven. It's a fucking hard game. But then all of a sudden, someone someone gets a pass and they don't realise it till it's too late and they just stick a hand up and touch it and, and it goes forward. And the commentator's wrong. Oh, he wasn't expecting that one to go to him. You can see that when Nico chooses the side they're going, everyone on that side is expecting the ball all the time because they're just like, well, he'll just choose which one of us is in the best position. I'm not going to decide that it's not coming to me. We're all just going to be there and ready. And they just let him run the team. It's fucking good to watch. Well said. Yep. And instantly, he's, he's, he's injection back into the side and instantly they look like you know they did yeah. for the, yeah. the vast majority of last year. Oh, isn't that interesting? The Sharks inject something and all of a sudden they're world beaters. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Mitch. So the Sharkies were dominant in the second half. Hines was insanely good. Still room for improvement. At halftime, they were lucky to be handling at 58%. And then I'll on the counter to that Timmy said I think it's so brave for Nico Hines to play his first game since his mum killed someone especially when Payne Haas has been doing it all season (laughs) (laughs) oh fucking Dairy Queen my wife said that Nico Hines was her hall pass I'm glad we finally have something in common (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Matthew after four rounds only two teams have had 40 points put on them the Dragons and St. George. Uh, Sharky Dave 44 on Twitter. He said, not only do we own the Dragons, we also own Griffin's soul. Hasn't beaten us in over a decade. That's fucking cute. You guys keep clinging to your little irrelevant forms of victory. Factoids. Yes. <laughs> That's us. We're done. You're only, salty, you're only salty about that because some of those were, were Griffin Penrith games. Absolutely fucking not. Griffin was our coach. I understand full well what getting beaten with Griffin as your coach feels like. <laughs> All right, so that is it. That was uh, that was round four, and uh, what a wonderful round it was, especially when your team can lose and go up one position on the ladder into second place. <laughs> yeah, good, Tr- tremendous. Um, as always, 
you can uh, head to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links, and that'll get you links to everything, the Facebook groups, uh, tipping, um, the Discord, Patreon, all that good shit. And uh, yeah, I've got nothing else to add. Fuck you. Plenty? You anything to say before we bail on this? uh, That's me done. All right, on that note, see you on Wednesday. See you later. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.